Welcome back to our Encountering God's Word series. We are continuing our study through the book of Ephesians, and we are looking at the book through the theme of love producing unity, how the body of Christ is to be united under Jesus Christ. And we hope you find these videos useful for discipleship, for personal Bible study, uh, maybe even in just learning how to break down a text of Scripture. We're glad you've joined us. Let's pray before we get into God's Word. Father, as we open your Word today, we pray that you would guide and direct our time, that it might be fruitful, that you might change our hearts, our attitudes, our motivations, conform them into what you would want us to be. Help us grow in a greater love for you and a greater love for those that you've placed in our pathways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we begin here in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 10, we want to remember that we are studying this chapter and we are looking at Paul's theme here for writing in that we are to be united in who is to be praised. United in who is to be praised. So let's begin here in verses 7 to 10. One sentence here, friends, as we start. In him. Now, who is this him referring back to? If you remember, at the end of verse 6, there was a word used for Jesus, and that word was be loved. Capital B. So in him, in the beloved, Paul describes what we have two gifts here to look at. We have redemption, one, and we have forgiveness of our trespasses, one, two. And both of these gifts come through his blood, through his blood, both are a result of the blood that Jesus has shed for us. And all of this, all of this, according to the riches of his grace. Now, who is this his referring back to? This is referring back to God, the riches of God's grace, which he, now look at this word. This is a unique word. He lavished upon us. This word lavish, it's only used one time in the New Testament. Three times in the Old Testament, one time in the New Testament, only four total uses of this word. And really the idea is that he has given it to us in overflowing abundance. Over flowing abundance. And it hasn't been given carelessly. It hasn't been given recklessly. It's been given purposefully. Purposefully, church. Look at the words that Paul uses to describe it. He's given it to us with all wisdom and insight. Making known to us the mystery mystery of his will what has he made known to us through christ 
the mystery of his will, the redemption of man, the forgiveness of our sins, and all of this according to his purpose. His purpose. Given with wisdom and insight according to his purpose, which was set forth in Christ. The purposes of God, church, are set forth in Christ Jesus. That's why the incarnation of Jesus Christ is absolutely a massive, massive piece of Christianity. That Christ physically came and dwelt among us, and we could see him, walk with him. The purposes of God set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. This was God's plan from the beginning, and it's a plan for the fullness of time. The one who is without beginning or end set forth a plan in Christ that was for the fullness of time to unite all things to him. Isn't that beautiful? That through Christ, we can be united to God. Things in heaven and things on earth. Now again, as we look at this chapter, it's really interesting to go back and look at the plurality that Paul uses. He's uniting us, church. He's pulling us together. And just in this one sentence, in verses 7 to 10, look at this. In him, we have redemption. Our trespasses, we're united in our redemption. We're united in the need for our forgiveness of our trespasses. We're united in what has been lavished upon us. And we're united in that the mystery of God's will has been revealed to us in Christ. So that all things, all things can be united unto him. Isn't that beautiful? Until next time, continue growing in a greater love for God and a greater love for each other.